The opinions and views expressed in this video are purely for entertainment purposes and not for investment advice. What is up, goons? We are back for another episode of Jack the Vault Trades. And uh, we're going to try something a little bit different uh, going forward. We're going to do like these shorter bite-sized uh, episodes. They're easily digestible and uh, it's probably going to be easier for us to keep on track um, topic-wise, right? <laughs> we can go on tangents. Yeah. So we're going to try and well, it's, it's, it's 1059 right now. So we'll, we'll cut ourselves at 1130. Yeah. So we're thinking, keep, keep things sharp. yeah. So we're thinking short, short and sweet. Keep it, keep it nice and simple. Um, yeah. so this episode, we're going to do some trading or we're going to talk about some trading, right? Yes. Yes. So I want to talk about CEI cause that was the hot stock of the week or the past couple of weeks. Uh, so Sam, if you want to pull up my screen and kind of run through that here. So first thing I'm going to do is go to the daily chart here. So this is like um, the past like week, a bunch of oil companies and stuff are running. So this kind of, uh, this is obviously kind of grouped into that, that chunk of stocks there. Um, CEI, like it's, it's kind of a, it's got a big history in like small caps for just like, you know, just shorting big runups and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> first, so the first thing you want to do is when you're looking at something like this, you know, you see it, I'm just going to move this, too many screens going on here. Um, so CEI, so the first thing that, you know, it kind of started to pop onto people's radar, like when it was, you know, maybe around here, like the dollar 50 area, um, cause it had come down to, you know, 50 or 30 some odd cents and then started to run up. So, you know, it catches everyone's attention once it's up like a few hundred percent. Um, we got lots of volume coming in. I think the, the reason that we kind of had this run up, I think if you look at, uh, the kicker on this one, it's a, it's a bit more of a time frame here. So this is the daily chart we're looking at here, guys. So if you look at, if you, you know, first thing we always do when we see these charts is we draw our lines, right? So first thing that I would do is, you know, you draw your line there. So that's at the bottom, you know, we, we came down last time we had this base, we had all these kind of spikes, this big run up into, you know, February of this year. And then it came back down kind of bottomed on this line again. I think, yeah, even back here in, you know, 2019, we hit like almost dead on to the same, you know, 45, 46 cent area. So I think, the, I think the kicker for this run up was this right here. And it's kind of like, David, it's almost kind of like that Bitcoin, uh, that double fulcrum that you played earlier. Like, cause you get almost kind of like this big top, you know, you can argue it's a bit of a head and shoulders and that dips below that level. Right. And then once it reclaims, you can see that really nice rebound here. Right. So you get that reclaim, like it drops below this line that it's been holding for basically three years. Um, at 46 cents comes down to, you know, 33 cents. And then once it pops back over, it bounces right off at almost to the penny. And then you get that big rocket all the way up. Right. So I think that was kind of the kicker for this move. Um, but obviously, you know, everyone's looking at this and they're thinking, okay, you know, should I long this thing? Should I short this thing? So for me personally, like, obviously I'm always, I'm kind of short biased to begin with, but realistically like the first thing that you want to do always is look at the history of the chart like what's this thing like like how does it trade right so if we just zoom way out here you know you can tell that this thing since basically you know 2019 as far as its history goes every time it runs up it just sells right back down it runs way up runs sells right back down so it does you know it's done this one two three four five you know six seven times over the past three years it's had these massive like you know, 500, 1,000% runups, and then it just goes straight back down to zero. So for me, as soon as I see that, I'm thinking, okay, great. Like, you know, when do we want to short this thing, right? Because you know it's coming back down. Unless 
something significant changes, like this company is basically just a, a piece of garbage, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I think if you go like way back to like, I'm pretty sure it shows on, on trading view, the stock price was like, like $80 million at one point, just because they've done so many splits to try and keep from getting delisted. Is that <laughs> what it is? Cause I don't have the same chart as you. I've been looking at it and it's like, yeah, it was like, it was at 12 oh, million at some point when they IPO'd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so this is, this is back to 2015 and like, same thing, right? Like it's still these huge spikes and sell-offs. So up here it says $7,000 share price. I don't know if you guys can see that. So I don't know how long this company has been around. Like, let's go to, you know, let's go to two or sorry. Let's go to 2011. Uh, okay. Let's go to 2011. Yeah. So 2011 share price at the top there is 80,000. Like, you know, it's just like, you look at this and it's just like, that pretty much tells the story. Right. So for me, this thing, it's, it's not a long-term buy by any means, right? Um, so that's why I started to look at things short. And like I've always said, you know, I've had, I've had a couple of people ask me over the past few weeks, like, why do I like shorting versus going long? Um, it's just, like, it's kind of just like a personal thing. Like if, if I'm doing a trade, I just find it a lot easier to find how far the thing's going to come back down, right? Because if something, you know, like ideally, if you're doing a really good long trade, it's broken out to like new highs, right? So if it breaks out to new highs, um, you know, David, I know you're good at that kind of stuff. Like you use your Fibonacci lines. Like I'm not really that great at that kind of stuff. So when I see it, you know, I might get into the trade, but I'm like, okay, how far is it going to go? Like, is it going to go up a dollar? Is it going to go up $3? Like when, when should I start selling? I don't, I don't really know because I don't have any levels to work off, right? But if you're shorting, I mean, you know, if, if I look at a chart like this where it's super beat down, let's say we're down here, right? You know, this thing comes up and it gets up here and then it kind of turns around. I'm like, okay, well, the next support is here. So at $7,200. So, <laughs> so it could, it's going to sell down to there. And then if it breaks that, it's going to go back down to the next. Like it, it just gives me like clear targets to hit, like the shoot for when I'm doing my covers. So that's why I've always kind of preferred shorting over going long for trades. Um, but anyways, so we'll zoom back into here. So one of the one of the big differences like right off the bat i hope you guys kind of pick up on is the volume right so if you look down here compared to any of these other spikes like the volume was so big this past run that these other ones are almost like not even visible right like i think the the biggest day it looks like back in 2020 was like 125 million shares and we had a day last week where we traded 980 almost a billion shares of this stock was traded in a single day. So the volume was just massive. And I don't know what the reason for that is, but I'm kind of inclined to think that this is, this is just a pretty good indication of, you know, like the discord chat rooms and the Reddit groups and, you know, the stimulus checks and all the people that are day trading now after being shut down. Like this is because this has never happened before and the company fundamentally hasn't really changed at all. So to draw that much attention is kind of shocking, but uh, regardless, I think um, one of the one of the key things is just that when you have this much volume, you have to be really careful because anytime that you have this kind of volume on a stock, patterns become a little bit trickier. Um, in this case, they become a lot trickier just because of the volume. So usually, what happens is you know, let's say you have a pretty standard pattern like an ABCD pennant or you know whatever kind of thing you play, you know kind of when to buy and sell. You know your targets. When you have something like this, it can get invalidated just because of how many people are in the stock. So you have people that are uneducated, they don't know how to trade. So when this thing breaks down under a key level, they're all in, you know, they're all in their group saying, oh, this is great. It's going on sale. You know, it's a good buy. And then everybody starts buying into it. 
at what really is the worst possible time. But if there's enough people, which as we can see here, you know, you can still get those shoves up. So in this case, you know, the first thing that you want to do is always like check your daily levels, right? So we look back at any of the big volume days, you know, I, I just, you, you want to draw your lines in on any of those key daily levels. So, you know, we had a big volume day here. I'm looking at this one back here. I don't know if you guys can really see that on the screen, but there's a, there's a big volume spike there. This green day here has a big volume peak. So I'm just putting in the tops of those wicks. Um, you know, next one would be over here. This, this red one here kind of sticks out. Um, and then after that, you know, you like you put in your highest one, right. Which is kind of up there. These two. So just, just to kind of give you like a rough framework to work on, right. Like those are the kind of first levels that you want to look at. So then we zoom in here. Um, one of the, one of the things you gotta, gotta remember about this kind of stuff too, is this, this stock in the past, it's always done kind of these big parabolic moves, right? So you don't want to be early. If you're trying to short something like this, you want to wait for like the big blow off top as they call it. Like you want to wait for this thing to rip way up on huge volume, like exhaust itself. And then just like bag everybody who's chasing it because then you're pretty safe to get in short side. So anytime, like if I zoom back in, you know, if you zoom back in over here, um, you know, like if you look at if you look at these days, right? Like we were at a dollar thirty-eight. We had these two huge run-ups. You know, big volume relative to the history in this time frame, and then we had a massive gap down, and then it just you know it just bleeds off into nothing, right? Same thing back here. You know, we had this spike, we had this big spike, and then we had this huge run-up where it opened at a dollar eighty-four, ran up to almost three dollars, and then closed at a dollar seventy-eight, right? So that's that's kind of like the the death blow on the stock essentially. So when we look at the run that just happened, um, this is the biggest one that we've had in about three years. So this one was kind of tricky though, because like this day here, I'll zoom into these in a second, but this was, where are we here, 29.30. Yeah, so this was Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, so so Tuesday. So we had we had kind of this run up here, which is this, this is sort of where it got everyone's attention, right? Like it's kind of sitting, it's consolidating around, you know, it's up, what? 400% or something like that from the lows. It's kind of consolidating and it starts to go off here. So this is kind of like when everyone's starting to really look at this on the short side, because they're thinking, okay, this thing's, you know, it's getting up like five, 600% from the lows. Like, let's start looking for an entry, right? So, but remember, like you need, you need that big blow off move, right? To kill the stock. So if we zoom in here, um, we'll go back to that day. So let's go back. Um, yeah, so this day here. So th this was the day that kind of trapped everyone, right? Because what happened is we had this we had this morning move. So it, you know, ran up pretty high in the morning, and then and then if you look at this here. So again, we always want to watch the volume on these things, right? So like we had this morning move and this, this 294, this is one of our daily lines that we drew in just, you know, two minutes ago. And just as a coincidence, you know, look at that, it kind of consolidates around in the morning when it crashes, bounce right off that line, you know, flush straight under. And, you know, this is, this is a line from, from like a year ago. Right. So it, it kind of holds weight all the way through and then, you know, check that out later in the day, right. Bounces off that line, drops below, like hits it almost to the penny three times breaks through like it's like it's it's really that simple guys when you're looking at these lines um so i think what kind of happened here the trap that we had was 
you know, we, we opened down here, we had this big run up again, you know, everybody's excited about it. We had a couple big green volume candles. And then up here we had this, this like the highest volume candle of the day, you know, 10 million shares traded in one minute. And we had this big double top and it just kind of tanked down and then it just sold right off. You know, we broke back down and then right here at 288, that's your red green line. So this is the first day that we've actually gone red on the day. And that's usually a big indicator of, you know, okay, we're going down like this thing's, this thing's dead basically. Um, but one thing to keep in mind with that sort of stuff is how high it is extended above it to begin with. So if you're looking, you know, we, we were up at 344 and then we break that line at 286, you know, we're like, what is that? I don't know, like 30 some odd percent or something like that down from the highest. So like we've already had a pretty big sell off. So the odds of that thing continuing down dramatically is relatively low, but that still is usually a signal that the, the, the trend is kind of reversed, right? But what we had here, you know, we had basically a confirmation because it, it popped back over, kind of bounced off that level again, and then we really broke and then it really started to sell. So this is the point here and you can see it. Like if you look at these volume candles, like look at the size of these volume candles, right? Cause that 280, what did we say it was? I'll draw that in so everybody can see it. Uh, so that 288 line. So that was our open price for the day. So that's your red green line, right? So you can see that here, right? Like we, we in the morning, we kind of wicked below it and bounced back up pretty quick. And then later on in the day, it kind of, it dropped below and then it kind of clung to it for a minute. And then when it started to come down, it just waterfalls off and you get these two massive volume candles. So this, this is everybody long bailing and this is everybody short, just like hammering into this thing. Because again, you know, we're up, what, five, six, 700% from the lows. And if you look at the daily chart, everybody knows that this thing always sells back to, you know, pennies on the dollar. Um, but what happened next is it just kind of, you get these kind of slow, painful grinds. And these, the, anytime you see something like this, this is always like a short killer, like when you get these grinds, because if you had like a big bounce back up, you could re-enter short and then it would it would snap back down. But when you get these slow grinds, it gives people time to change their position. It gives people time that are long to slowly sell and think about it. It gives people that are short time to slowly cover. And it just kind of becomes like this painful grind all the way along. And we get that basically right into the end of the day. Right, so we keep moving along, keep moving along. And then towards the end of the day, we had another signal here. So check this out. As we get this big grind all the way back up, there's another one of these massive candles, right? Tries to wake up again. We get this huge stuff down on, you know, almost five and a half million shares traded in one minute. So in this day, we've had, we had a signal here that was basically the death blow. We had another signal down here where it broke below the red green and then it kind of tried to reclaim. And then right into the end of the day, we had another big death blow right here. So we, we basically have three signals on this day that the thing is trying to die, right? So it's, you gotta be careful because if it's trying to die and it's not dying, like what's that telling you, right? And then again, over here, check this out. So it, it smacks it down and then you get this again, this slow, painful grind all the way back up. And then what happens again, look at this candle. You know, we have another 7 million shares traded in a minute, another massive smack back down, and then it starts grinding again. So like, this is just like, you know, if you're shorting this, it's just driving you nuts because you keep seeing these signals and then you're short, you're probably not quick enough to get in. So you short it down here, expecting it to have this little bounce and go further, kind of like what we had over here. Right. But then it just keeps not doing it. It grinds back up. 
and then it smacks down again. So you're thinking, okay, great. Like get in a little bit more. Now it's going to be the death candle. Now it's going to be the, and it just never comes. So if you look into the next, sorry. sorry. It reminds me of like those bad horror movies with a zombie. You keep chopping them up and it keeps coming at you. <laughs> yeah. It's like Michael Myers, how he can like yeah. outwalk a car. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder though, cause it, it's so consistent, like the slams and like, and like the the price buying up, I'm wondering if like some market maker or whale is putting like a buy wall there, forcing people's bids up just to slowly bid it up, and then only to slam back down on them. Yeah, there's that. De- like anytime you get something like this, there's definitely some kind of manipulation going on. And like again, like if you look at the daily history, like you just take one look at that, and you know the stocks manipulated, right? Like they get the the pumpers, they run the thing up, they sell their shares, they make their money, and it comes right back down, right? Like this. This is a company that's basically doing whatever it can to stay to stay on the listed stocks. So you just have to keep that in the back of your mind all the time, right? So the next day, this this is the day where we get the big blow off top, right? So it doesn't really die. This this blue area here is after hours and pre-market, just for anyone that doesn't know. So, you know, we had this day where it kind of tried to die like three or four times, didn't. And then we opened the next day. So it looks like I think we closed here around like maybe three. Like 320 area or whatever it was and then we had the next day we opened red again so we opened down and then it kind of quickly reclaims and then that's when you just get like this is when you get the short squeeze right so this thing was 23 or 24 percent short float to begin with and if you guys have been watching our videos you know that my rule of thumb is that i don't i really don't short anything that's over like even 15 percent short float i don't love unless I see like a really good setup or if it's like on a, like a really big daily time frame, and I know the thing is like completely dead and you have to give it more range too, because if it has a high short float, it'll squeeze further. So like if you have lines at, let's say, you, you know, it's at three dot like here, let's say it's at like, you know, you're, you're looking off this high day here at this 350 area, something like that, like from after hours to try and short into that, like, you know, you might get, it might push, if it was to hit that, it might push up to like 365, 370 before it turns around. Like you got to give it a lot more breathing room. And you also have to be aware that it can move a lot faster because um, like think about a stock that just tanks, right? Like as it hits shorts or it hits, sorry, it hits longs um, stop orders. It's the same thing in reverse, right? Like if you have a really high short float, you know, there's a lot of stop orders above it. So like if, if the stock gets pushed up into those those stop orders, it just like floods the market with buy orders and then the stock's gonna rip up really quick. So you gotta keep that in mind. Um, but like, so this is this is what we had, right? Again, you have this slow, painful grind all day and then there's the big fuck you candle. <laughs> so we were up at, you know, 485 and then literally in the blink of an eye, we're down at 430, halts opens it, you know, 404, and then, you know, wicks down to 382, up to 430. So, like, this is this is kind of another, again, this is your signal. But if you look on the daily, like, now we've had this huge run-up, finally, where the thing really just kicks itself down. So, I think we had, like, three or four halts in this. It doesn't show on DOS, but, like, this came down, it halted, and then, you know, we had these wicks here, and then it comes down again. I think it halted right there again. You know, open down here, and then we wicked all the way down to the bottom, came up, you know, and then it, and then it just kind of like this is kind of your death signal, right? Like once you see this, like because what you got to think too is like look at the volume back here, like from basically everybody who's been buying this thing since you know like eleven o'clock this morning, all this volume, you know, we're trading on average like you know three to five million shares a minute, 
every single one of those that's a buy within basically one minute, all those people are in the red. So you have it's to keep like, that. Uh, it actually looks like a lot of orders uh, got taken out. Like uh, they, they, they got removed from, uh, from being executed because that is a huge price movement considering how low the volume it is. So people just saw yeah. it coming and said, nope, <laughs> yeah. taking the orders out. Yeah. Well, I actually, I was talking to a guy who messaged me on Instagram because he was, he said he was trading this like during the day. And um, he said he had a stop order. I think he said his stop order was around here, like 430s, like something like that. It was, it was like right above this, this kind of topping line yeah. here. So that's where he had a stop order. And he said it didn't get executed until like the 380s. So that's like, just so you guys are aware of that as another side, you know, when, when you do get these really overextended stocks, like you can think, oh, I'll just put, you know, a 20 cents trailing stop on the thing. And when it, you know, when it whips down, you just mark it, execute, and you're out. Well, you know, that order should have been here, which was, you know, the four, four thirties or whatever. And then it halt, it opened down here at four and then it didn't get executed until three eighties. Right. So like it can just, because there's so many orders that are getting executed at the same time, it's just, you know, it's basically just goes in order. So if you're, if you weren't the first one to put that order there and there's nobody to fill you, it can go way down below, like below where your stop was. And then you're, you know, you're, you're basically taking five times the loss you thought you um i was actually on the other side of that uh for a bitcoin trade like back in the spring oh yeah uh, bitcoin sold off it looked exactly like that and i had i always have low ball orders set on exchanges like stupid low ball orders yeah and it freaking hit like it, it only it only filled like a third of it but mm. literally when bitcoin sold off there was nobody everybody removed all their orders it went down like the, the actual spot price maybe went down 20 percent, but on this exchange it went down 60 percent <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> wow yeah that's lucky when you get in those yeah seriously that's why i just i just put random low ball orders on exchanges you never yeah know. just in case yeah <laughs> <laughs> just see if it grabs it yeah. yeah yeah so that that was pretty much the signal on this one guys and then um another thing that uh if you guys like if anybody is kind of trading this like in the middle of the day and they want to watch for um for a potential like buy opportunity on these things um, SSR, which is short sell restriction. So that gets, that gets put in as soon as the stock drops, um, 10% or more on a day <clears throat> from the previous close. So in this case, we were, what was it? I think 320, 322 or 323, something like that, I think was yesterday's close. So if you did want to buy this, because like, I don't know, you know, some people don't short or whatever. Um, SSR is a pretty good level to buy off of because usually what they'll try and do is they'll, they'll try and trigger SSR and then that way shorts can't just smack the bid and short the thing down. They have to, they have to short it into a bounce, which kind of, I don't want to say it like reduces the short pressure, but it just makes it harder for shorts to get in because you have to wait. Like longs are the only ones that can sell on the bid. <clears throat> so if longs stop selling, then it's just shorts that are, that have to wait for a bounce to get in. You can't just hammer the thing down. So anybody that doesn't know how to find where SSR is, you literally just take yesterday's um, yesterday's close price and times it by 0.9, and that'll give you the price for today. So if you take, I think I think it was like 324 or something times 0.9, so you're like 290, 291. And then if we look at our lows here, look at like look at the first dip we had here. The low on that candle was 292. The low on this candle was 289. So it came within basically two cents. It literally just turned it on. And then we had, you know, from from the low at 290 all the way up to 360. So you had a 70 cent bounce in a matter of, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. 
So that, that would be, if you are trying to long that, that would be the place to do it. Here is just really, really risky in my opinion. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. And then, and then it kind of, the thing was though, like if with these kind of things, again, like going back to the whole Reddit and Discord groups, chats and stuff like that, like usually when you see a signal like this, and if you look at the daily history of this, this stock, once that happens, it usually gaps down and you just get a big solid red day and the thing just dies really quick. But you know, the chatter that everybody was saying was, oh, you know, it's same, it's just like paper hands, people selling like this, that, and the other thing, right? Like everybody's just panicking out, like, you know, hold high a day, all that, all that crap. And so, so, you know, I get these people that are still kind of trying to buy into this thing. So they push it up again, but you know, the next day it kind of goes up a little bit and then it just sells, sells all day. And then it kind of starts to just carry that trend all the way down and you know, just keep selling. So it's selling slower, but the pattern still remains the same is that once, once you kind of get this signal, it's over. And another thing to keep in mind, guys, like this 458 lineup here, um, that was the other one that we drew in on the daily chart from way back when, right? So that was the one from, uh, let's see here. Let's zoom in a bit. Yeah, so that was a daily chart line that we drew back from October of 2019. So it basically just pushed through that by like about 20 cents. And then once that broke, it came straight back down, right? So that's kind of why these daily levels are really important. Like, you know, literally years later, they still wait. Uh, so those are just kind of the key levels that you want to play off. But then, you know, as you can see here, there's your big daily candle. Like it opened, you had this big run up, you know, almost a billion shares. And then now we're just kind of getting the fade back down. So like we're backside of the move now. And like what this thing, it will, like, it'll have another bounce for sure. Like it might, you know, it might kind of come down to like the two, this two thirty line area, you know, bounce back up to $4 and then come down again. Like we don't know, but there will be another opportunity to get in this short. And if you're, if you're newer, <clears throat> excuse me, that's, that's the opportunity you want to look for. Like if, if you're kind of learning, I would say, don't bother with any of this, this stuff, like let the thing die. And then once you get that secondary bounce, enter on that. And that's what I'm waiting for myself. Like I'm still not playing this thing. I haven't touched it, but if I see a good secondary bounce on the daily, you know, I'll probably just have some orders floating around here, um, depending how far, how far down it comes. Because again, you know, you look at the history, literally every single time the stock has spiked in the last 10 years, it's sold all the way back down to where it started. So, I mean, that pretty much says it all on that one. Funny. I, 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 years of looking at large caps i've never seen a chart like this before but <laughs> but it looks very familiar to those who, who are in crypto this is a very oh, familiar. Yeah? yeah this could be like any token you name it this is their chart yeah yeah so that's that's pretty much it guys i mean like i hope that was relatively simple i mean like i said you know when, as soon as the thing starts going starts running what do you do you, you zoom way out draw your daily lines in on any of the lines on any of the big days that have a lot of volume and then you combine that with the shorter time frames and work off those levels uh you know if it, if it rips through your level you get out if it doesn't you add and you just kind of carry it on but at the end of the day you know like we we know that this thing is going to sell like we know that it's going to sell so it's just a matter of waiting for the moment waiting for it to turn and then once it turns you can get in and comfortably set a risk that if it breaks, you know that it's going to go higher. If it doesn't break, you can basically just hang on, let this thing fade for days and days and days. So, so you posted something. I think it was Thursday or Friday. Um, it was about how many charts you saved or you you looked through during the day to, to <laughs> learn your patterns and stuff. 
and you call me a nerd. It's <laughs> <laughs> some nerdy shit. I, I gotta respect that. But yeah, no, I was I was gonna say like um, like let's say somebody wants to play this, and whether or not it goes their way, what are kind of the things that they want to jot down just so they can learn from it? So basically, you just want to like it's really just the patterns and stuff, right? Like, there's no I can't really give you like a you know look for this and then write it down kind of thing. Like I have. I think I posted like a, earlier this week, I had 978 charts that I'd screenshotted and saved from this year alone. So I have like, I probably have like four or 5,000 that I've saved over the past like few years since I've been trading. But, you know, I have like, I have over a dozen spreadsheets. I have close to a thousand screenshots of charts that I've saved from this year. And every single one of those screenshots has like a full paragraph of written notes on it. Like, you know, again, I always say I'm doing this like two hours every night and on the weekends. This is why but like I can collect all my data. So you, you just narrow it in, right? So you look at something like this and you know, whatever your indicators are. So, you know, you might zoom into this and say, okay, like I'm going to play this safe. So when I see a chart like this, where you have this day where, you know, you get this really big top wick and then the stock comes down and then, you know, I have a daily line here, by the way, you know, this, check this out. So 409 daily line, that's almost exactly where this stock opened on that rebound and where did we get that line from that was back that was back in 2019 right <laughs> so like it's it's not it's not magic guys like it's just it's literally just playing off the level so that's what you might do right like you say okay you get this big daily wick and then you know that the next day it's going to open it's going to have a little bit of a push and then if it gets below your next daily line you know you short it below this level and then just let it fade and then you cover into the next line and then, you know, you can hit the next bounce and then cover into the next line and just keep working your way through that. So, like, it's just a matter of, like, any, like, when, when I save charts, like, I save any chart that moves. So, anytime a stock moves on the day a lot, like, enough that there's range to play, I'll save it. And then on the weekends, I'll kind of categorize them. So, like, I'll have, you know, I might have saved 15, 20 charts during the week. And then I'll have, you know, another, like, 30 or 40 different folders. And then I'll put them into whatever folder they're associated with. Some of them might be completely irrelevant. Some of them might just not really be that great. So I'll just delete them. And then you kind of narrow it down. And then over time, like I'll look at some of my things and I'll say, okay, I got, I got 40 folders. Like I have six stocks in this folder. I have 10 charts in this folder. I have 400 charts in this folder. I have 80 charts in this folder. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on the one that has 400 charts in it because that's obviously the most common pattern. So that's the most frequent one that I can make money on. And then I'll set up my spreadsheets and narrow it down from there. And then you just kind of keep, and then you go down that rabbit hole until that, until that one chunk of stocks is basically like set up into a really refined system that, you know, you can play well. So, but, but I mean, like specifically what kind of, I guess you just said like you wrote a paragraph for this stuff, like what kind of things were you like, what are important that you <clears throat> pick out? Um, just like whatever kind of seems interesting, like, all right, you know, stock spiked up into prior days uh close level like prior days high high volume close level um you know it, it sold down to pre-market lows it you know just like just kind of like whatever kind of makes sense or like you know like rough volume like if, if it's a bit of an outlier like if it has like a like a market cap like a certain type of market cap or a certain short flow like i'll write that kind of stuff on there um you know, it's basically just my thoughts. Like, it's not anything specific. I'm just looking at the chart and I'm just kind of like, I'm like thinking in my head, like what I'm seeing and I'm just typing it as I, as I read it. So that when I go back and look at it on the weekends, I can just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, I remember that. Like, I remember, you know, it's just like, it's just bullet points of just whatever I'm thinking of at the time when I look at it, because 
if I look at it, you know, six months later, I'm not going to remember what I was thinking. Like, you know, I'm not going to remember that, you know, oil stocks were running that day and Discord was talking about this one. Like, I'm not going to remember that, right? So I just, I'll just write that stuff on the chart so I know. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking of. Because I'm like, like, you're, you're obviously like a insightful kind of guy. So you probably know what to write list down. But let's just say, you know, you have somebody that's totally new to this thing. They may not even know what would be an important thing to, to mm. write down. Like, you know, like, uh, like if we see a chart, we'd be like, okay, that's just, that's something significant. That price action there was a rejection or it did something surprising. So we'll know to write it down. But if you're coming at this, like, you know, blank slate, yeah. um, just what, what do you do? <clears throat> just look at, um, I guess I guess you 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 play something with the expectation of a certain price action. So then, if it obviously it doesn't do that, you'll write that down and be like, okay, well, it didn't yeah. do what I expected, and and then I guess figure, try to figure out why and why not. Yeah, like the main thing is to find your levels, right? So like if you're look if you're looking at a chart and you know the thing the thing sold off to a certain level and then it bounced up forty percent, then like the first thing I would do is say, okay, how do I find that level? Like what showed me that that was a level? So I might I might throw in pivot points, I might throw in Fibonacci, I might look back and see if there's a daily level. Like like basically like the chart did what it did. Now, how do I determine why that was a lot? Like why did it set like go up to here and turn around? Why did it dip to here and turn around? That's what I want to find. Like I want to find, and then you try and look for commonality. So like like if you're going long or something and you're doing dip buys, it's like, okay, the stock gapped up and then out of the morning it, or whatever, it dipped down to here and then it, you know, it spiked up or like on a daily chart, like the stock ran up for three days. And then on the fourth day, you know, it sold off for two days and it bottomed here. And then it had another 20% bounce. How do I find that bottom? Like what, what told me that that was a bottom? Was it an, was it an indicator? Was it a daily line? Was it a volume indication? Was it a press release? Like what, what caused that to be a level? And that's, that's what I'm, that's my main focus for anything is trying to find out why that was a level and which like what information makes levels more strong than other levels so like if I, if I know that if it has a daily level if it has a pivot point if it has x amount of volume if it has all three of those things then i know from my from my charting that has a 95 percent chance of bouncing whereas if it has two of those things maybe it only has a 70 percent chance of bouncing if it has one of those things it only has a 40 percent chance of bouncing and then i'll i'll buy or i'll short a certain amount of shares based on that percentages, right? So you go bigger on the ones that have all of your criteria and you go smaller on the ones that have less odds. Yeah, that's a good point. I remember I spent a long time trying to figure out what indicators seem to hold more weight and which ones have less. Like, um, I don't know how you concluded about the price action, but for me, it's like, it's like, it's pretty obvious that like, um, resistance and support on higher timeframes that hold a lot more weight than hourly or the minutes or whatever it is like if yeah. it's a daily close a weekly close a monthly close those are solid yeah 100 we we just showed that on cei right like it hit like it it did something around every single daily line that we drew so but yeah i think I we got, probably wrap it up there i guess we're, yeah. we're at 11 we're 11 34 we're four minutes over yeah cool <laughs> awesome all right thanks for watching guys um and uh yeah next episode we're gonna do um investing and then um yeah we're gonna see we keep going this uh shorter um format awesome yeah let us know what you guys think <laughs>